June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Police crack down <laughs> as the fight cops move in and President Trump lashes out. What he just said about the plan to paint Black Lives Matter right in front of Trump Tower. Plus, the church choir devastated by COVID-19. What they're saying to the choir that sang for the vice president. How many of you were surprised? Oh, I was surprised, yeah. Then, heroes or villains? They had no choice to protect themselves. You were the one pointing a loaded weapon. Could they really face criminal charges? Would you do it again? And the proper clothes to wear before you board a plane. Should you pack your own food? And the first thing to do when you land. Wash your face thoroughly with soap and water, especially your nostrils. Plus, get crazy, get wild. Blackface or bronzer? Actress Alyssa Milano fights back over her Snooky transformation. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. This will be one of the oddest July 4ths in American history, thanks to COVID-19. Parades and fireworks displays, gone. Countless beaches closed. And in at least 15 states, plans to reopen have either been paused or put on hold indefinitely. Amber Cagliano has more. Alarmed by the surge in COVID-19 cases around the nation, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is hitting the brakes on reopening today. The U.S. added almost 45,000 cases yesterday alone, another near-record increase. Indoor dining at restaurants in New York City has been postponed indefinitely. And it's going to be postponed until the facts change and it is prudent to open. Today's the first day city beaches have reopened for swimming. You could see lifeguards are back, but there are a bunch of new rules to follow. Swimmers must stay six feet apart in the water, and you must keep your family's beach chairs 10 feet away from other groups around you. In the Jersey Shore town of Point Pleasant, they've got social distancing down to a science. Literally, the town's engineer has determined that the beach has room for precisely 197 groups, each occupying a safe zone of 18 square feet of sand. When we reach capacity, which we anticipate that we might reach capacity here over 4th of July weekend, we're going to shut things down. I'm Jim Moray in Los Angeles. Beachgoers have just a few hours to get in their last licks before the beaches are shut down for the big 4th of July holiday weekend. The sheriff in Malibu says anyone who defies the beach man could face a whopping $1,000 fine. And the battle over masks rages on. The Surgeon General begging everyone to wear one in apparent defiance of President Trump's refusal to wear one himself. Please, please wear a face covering when you go out 
in public. An important new study by Florida Atlantic University has found some masks are more effective than others. Wearing bandanas is the least effective. Particles from coughs and sneezes can travel three feet. Cone masks are much better, containing droplets within eight inches. The most effective mask is home-stitched, made from two layers of fabric, the kind Deborah makes for her family. And you can get a really good secure fit. With a mask like that, droplets travel just two and a half inches. The lowest amount of protection is when you're wearing no mask at all. So um, the uh, key message uh, for folks to take home is that wearing a, uh, any kind of mask is better than none. There is growing pressure on the president today to embrace mask wearing from his allies on Fox News. I think that if the president uh, wore one, it would just set a good example. He'd be a good uh, role model. The president heads to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota Friday for a July 4th fireworks celebration. Republican Governor Kristi Noem says masks will be offered, but not mandatory. We won't be social distancing. We're asking them uh, to come, be ready to celebrate, to enjoy the freedoms and the liberties that we have in this country. And it was a chaotic scene in Seattle today as police in riot gear cleared out CHOP. That's that occupied part of Seattle. It happened after the chief of police in the city said enough is enough. Stephen Fabian has more. Chaos erupted today as cops in Seattle moved in to clear protesters occupying six blocks in the city they renamed CHOP. I'm issuing an order to disperse immediately. This video showing utter bedlam. The protesters took over the downtown district and a police precinct in the wake of the George Floyd protests. But early today, the liberal mayor of Seattle apparently had enough, signing an executive order authorizing the cops to move in. Meanwhile, President Trump is lashing out at the city's plan to paint Black Lives Matter in giant block letters right here on Fifth Avenue, right in front of Trump Tower. In an early morning tweet, he said NYC is cutting police money by $1 billion. And yet the New York City mayor is going to paint a big, expensive yellow Black Lives Matter sign on Fifth Avenue, denigrating this luxury avenue. He called the street mural, which was also painted in front of the White House, a symbol of hate. Trump was apparently watching Mayor Bill de Blasio uh, on MSNBC. Uh, when are you going to be painting Black Lives Matter, uh, Matter on um, Fifth Avenue? That is going to be in a matter of days, Joe. What are you driving up in your juniper chairs for? And here's the latest racially charged incident involving total strangers. It's a tense moment as a man behind the wheel of a convertible is accused of following a black driver. And I saw you follow me all the way here and I turned up here because I'm quite frankly, I don't feel safe right now. 21-year-old Julia Santos says she was followed by the unidentified man. I don't feel safe with you driving around my neighborhood. Is it because I'm black? Is that why? No. The chief says that the woman lives in the neighborhood and was just picking up some dog food. This comes on the heels of another disturbing confrontation. I feel it's discrimination. A black woman says a Hampton Inn hotel employee called cops on her and her children who were swimming in the pool. I have a key to get it and I can show you that it worked. The woman says an officer ran her license plates. Police in Williamston, North Carolina, say they are conducting an internal investigation. The hotel has apologized to the family and says the employee is no longer working there. They are the St. Louis couple who say they feared for their lives when protesters passed their home. And they are the demonstrators who say they feared they would be shot as guns were aimed in their direction. The confrontation in St. Louis has clearly touched a nerve nationwide. 
The wealthy lawyer who waved an assault rifle at Black Lives Matter protesters is revealing just how close he came to opening fire. Mark McCloskey told me that one protester in body armor approached him in a threatening manner. Caucasian gentleman, full face mask, wearing body armor, and then starts walking forward. I said this to my spouse. I said, I don't want to have to kill that guy, but I'm scared to death. And she says, you're not shooting anybody. Nobody got hurt, thank God. But one leader of the march is claiming no one in the group tried to threaten the McCloskeys. It's, it's ludicrous. No one in our group had a gun. Um, I don't know what rhetoric or what fear factors he's trying to use, but the reality was only individuals out there that had a gun was him and his wife. New video has surfaced of the incident. It shows most of the protesters moving peacefully past the McCloskey's mansion, but about a dozen stayed. America is divided. The wealthy couple is being portrayed as folk heroes on Fox. What do you make of the attacks on you for doing what we used to believe every homeowner had an obligation to do? Why are they denouncing you, know, you as a racist? I've spent my career defending people that are defenseless. But they got a rough reception from Chris Cuomo on CNN. You were the one and pointing a loaded weapon at a group of people who were walking past looking for the mayor's house as a point of protest. Chris, that's an entirely false concept. They could face prosecution by St. Louis's top prosecutor, Kimberly Gardner. The circuit attorney's office will not tolerate the use of force or intimidation to affect the rights of individuals to peacefully protest. Mark McCloskey says he was afraid because he had seen looting and burning in downtown St. Louis three weeks ago. What happened to me on Sunday night was terrorism. Have you thought about it and, and said, wait a second, maybe I would do things differently or would you do it again? Yes, I would do the same thing again if I thought my life was in danger, if I thought my wife's life was in danger. <laughs> A hopeful sign about the recovery to the economy as airlines are adding new flights. United Airlines saying it will add 25,000 flights to its schedule beginning next month. And there's new advice on how to dress when you do travel. Lisa Guerrero has more on that. Getting ready to fly again? There are ways to reduce your risk of catching COVID-19 as several airlines resume filling their planes to capacity. Protection starts at home with what you wear. Health experts recommend that when you travel, you want to cover as much of your body as possible. So wear sweats, closed-toed shoes, and a hoodie that you can zip up and flip on to protect your face from the rest of the travelers. Then just add your face mask and, to be extra cautious, a face shield. Do your best to pack everything in a carry-on suitcase only. That will limit the number of people touching your bag. Also, bring your own food for the flight so you don't have to rely on airline-provided snacks. And be sure to load your bag with gloves and antibacterial wipes. When you get to the airport, use a digital boarding pass, says infectious disease specialist Dr. Ravina Kular. Anything to decrease the risk of having another item that you may touch and somebody else may touch and give back to you. She also suggests trying to reserve a seat in the front of the plane and board last, if possible. Where should you sit on a plane? The window is the best seat 
The aisle is the worst seat. On board, immediately wipe down your seat and tray table and remember to open your air vent, says CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg. The air is recirculated in the cabin every three minutes. It's brought in at minus 60 degrees, heated by the engines, and then purged every three minutes. That recirculation is a much better air quality with their HEPA filters than you have in your own home. So I would have no trouble getting on a plane. As soon as you reach your destination, go right into the bathroom and change out of those clothes. Put the sweats in a separate plastic bag and then wash your face thoroughly with soap and water, especially your nostrils. When you arrive at your destination, leave your shoes outside and wipe down your suitcase, including the wheels. Great tips to keep you healthy as you travel during a pandemic. In this time of COVID-19, is it ever a good idea to have a choir sing in public? A huge choir performed at the rally attended last weekend by Vice President Pence, but it's documented that is a very good way to spread the coronavirus. And no one knows that better than the choir in Washington state that turned out to be the very first super spreading event. Those choir members are recovered now and they spoke about their ordeal with Jim Murray. That video of a 100-person choir performing at a church without masks is being met with sharp criticism today. Vice President Mike Pence attended the Dallas megachurch Sunday. Look at row after row, not a single mask is worn. Now, members of another choir in Washington state that was devastated by COVID-19 almost four months ago are speaking out to Inside Edition. How many of you were surprised when you saw the account of a choir singing in a closed room, close together, with no masks. Oh, I was surprised, surprised. yes. I was definitely surprised. Mark and Ruth Backland and Cynthia Richardson were among the 53 members of the Skagit Valley Chorale who fell ill with COVID-19 back in March. Two choir singers lost their lives. Jim Owen and Carolyn Comstock are still experiencing symptoms from COVID-19. I couldn't taste or smell anything. And Jim and I both have that same symptom and it's still not back all the way. The 61-member choir practice became known as the nation's first super spreader event. It was held March 10th, before the CDC recommended that churches suspend choirs. Cynthia says video of the Dallas choir was upsetting to watch. It seemed like they were sort of in our face, like we can do what we want to, and to heck with the regulations. Today, they say what happened to them should be a lesson to choirs around the country. You can't do this safely now. Sorry. It was surprising to me to see a choir singing because in our experience, we've learned that that's kind of a risky thing. For now, these COVID-19 survivors are keeping their practices limited to just a few members. And they hope this Dallas choir doesn't have to go through the heartache they experienced. The Washington State Choir says they do hope to perform together soon, but via Zoom. Actress Alyssa Milano says she would never, ever wear blackface, but she says she did do a parody of Snooki from Jersey Shore. And what some people think was blackface, she says, was simply bronzer. Alyssa Milano is clapping back against claims she wore blackface in a 2013 parody video. Hey, blank. The below picture is me parodying Jersey Shore and Snooki's tan. So go blank yourselves with your smear campaign. The actress is going after a conservative website that accused her of being embroiled in her own blackface scandal like Jimmy Kimmel. 
Milano, a liberal activist, went on the attack and posted a link to the entire video showing her being transformed into Snooky from Jersey Shore. That blackface claim sure seems like a dark spray tan. Check them out side by side. I've never done, nor would I do, blackface, she wrote. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, Private Vanessa, missing for two months. We believe that her remains were found. I want justice, and I want answers. Then, Sofia Vergara, brought to tears as she's reminded of her murdered brother. I know what it is to have somebody taken from you. And big surprise from the bride. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It has been confirmed that human remains were found about 20 miles from Fort Hood, and it is believed that those remains are those of 20-year-old Private Vanessa Guillen, who disappeared from the base last April. Meantime, the suspect in her disappearance has been discovered dead. Heartbreak as the family of a missing soldier announces that their worst fears have apparently come true. And I want justice! And I want answers! Private First Class Vanessa Guillen vanished from Fort Hood, Texas in April. Now, human remains have just been discovered in a shallow grave 20 miles from the base. We believe that her remains were found. Speaking at a press conference in D.C., the family lawyer says the suspect in Vanessa's apparent murder, a soldier at the base, has committed suicide. That person ran off the base, as we understand, on foot and shot himself when they uh, came up to him. The Army identifies the suspect as a junior soldier who fled his post. Vanessa's sister says she actually met the suspect who killed himself. Something was telling me that that he did something and I wasn't wrong, apparently. He still had the nerve that same day to laugh in my face. And apparently now he kills himself. According to Army officials, another suspect, the estranged wife of a former Fort Hood soldier, was arrested by the Texas Rangers in connection with Vanessa's disappearance. The family is outraged at the Army's handling of Vanessa's disappearance, which came after she claimed she had been sexually harassed by a sergeant. My sister's no joke! My sister's a human being! This video of 20-year-old Vanessa at a local restaurant was shot a week before she vanished. The owner says she seemed down and worried about something. The case has galvanized other current and former female service members across the USA who say they too have experienced sexual harassment, including these four women who are joining the hashtag IamVanessaGuillen. She's not the first and she's not going to be the last. And we need to do something to change this. A spokesman for the family is asking for an outside agency like the FBI to be brought in to investigate the case, saying it is an inherent conflict of interest for the Army to investigate the Army. We'll be right back. Still to come, Sofia Vergara brought to tears as she's reminded of her murdered brother. I know what it is to have somebody taken from you. And big surprise from the bride. <laughs> It was the first audience-free broadcast of America's Got Talent, and one special contestant brought Sofia Vergara to tears. Here's why. This contestant on America's Got Talent moved Judge Sofia Vergara not for what he did, but what he said. So tonight's poem is actually uh, an ode to my sister. 
Brandon Leak, a 27-year-old college counselor from Stockton, California, wowed the judges with his spoken word poetry opening up about the death of his sister. On March 23rd, 1997, I've been groundbound because she left Earth to go back home amongst the stars right next to God because I got to come to terms with the fact that my sister ain't never coming back. Sofia Vergara held back tears because the performance reminded her of her brother, who was murdered in a kidnap attempt over 20 years ago in Colombia. My brother passed away the same year that your sister passed away. Man. Yeah, I can feel your pain. I know what this is. I know what it is to have somebody taken from you without you knowing. Brandon got the golden buzzer, sending him straight to the finals. Last night's show was an AGT first in our post-pandemic world. There was no audience. When we come back, it's a surprise proposal right in the middle of the wedding. Finally today, the bride who was busy planning more than just her own wedding. Forget about the bouquet toss. This bride hands the flowers directly to her bridesmaid, who's in for a big surprise. Right behind her is her boyfriend on bended knee. No surprise here, she said yes. And congratulations to both couples. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again next time. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about the Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. 